Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. I've really been blessed. If you're here for the first time, I welcome the Eagles Nest Church. We love the Lord. I think you can see that. We, and and uh, I'm the kind of a minister, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a pastor. The definition for pa- a pastor in the scriptures is pretty much three of them. And they, they could be all boiled down into watching over or shepherding. You know, the shepherd isn't the sheep. The shepherd doesn't make the sheep. The shepherd watches over the sheep. And so I'm an overseer or a watcher. I'm amazed. So I kind of coined the word this morning, I'm a, a gazing and amazing. This is amazing what God's doing here. So share it with someone and bless them and uh, come and discover what your gift or your purpose is. You know, we, we are here to serve. And when, when I just think of that all the time, when Wayne said to me as a friend, I said, Wayne, I need elders around me that love God like you and Kathy, your wife. I said, I value your walk with the Lord. Let's walk and stay close together and uh, see what God will do. So we invite you into that kind of a relationship at a church, and God will bless you. And bring increase. Amen. I want to talk about God's love this morning. And... uh, It's pretty easy after what we've just went through. There it is. This year, the sharing that I would bring to you, which is a privilege, it's an honor for me to open God's Word and to to hear what He's saying and then to share it with you. Um, I don't create it. I'm a reporter. I hear and speak. This year, I feel like the Lord spoke to me very clearly that what we're doing will come out of the context of vision, of vision, not eyesight, but vision, how you perceive and see with your uh, conscience, conscience. It's across from science. It's not A plus B always equals C. Jesus said, come out of the boat, Simon. I can see something sparking in your spirit, and I want you to know that it's God. And he walked on water. So I want to encourage your vision this year, and we've been doing that since the beginning, and it's important that you have good vision. The scripture that I'd like to use as one of the support touchstones is Proverbs 29 and verse 18. The scripture says, where there is no vision, the people perish. That means that they, doesn't mean like they fall off a cliff, although they could. It means that where there is no vision, where there's no mental direction or picture, where you don't see yourself like you should see yourself, uh, ultimately there's there's no restraint and ultimately one could perish as a result of that. So we talked about that and I shared that you want to see God You want to have a vision of God the way He really is, and that's ongoing and growing. We want to have a vision of ourselves the way we're supposed to see ourselves. That's ongoing and growing. Uh, We spoke about that here today, that 
John 5, 25, let me release it under the anointing. Uh, uh, the spoken word is, is good. The written and the read word is good. As we hear the word, Jesus said, Behold, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. That was me and in some respects, now you have to qualify this, that still is me. There's parts of me that are completely oblivious to what God was doing. For example, I didn't know the weddings and funerals meant announcing to people that are trying to get free, this is a funeral message to what you've been struggling with. It's over, it's done. The scripture says in Romans 16, 19 that the God of peace shall crush Satan shortly underneath your feet. That's an announcement. It's a, a declaration. And so that's the privilege of the overseer, the gazer and amazing. That's, that's me. I'm watching what God is doing. And so we talked about having a good vision for yourself, having the proper vision of God, having a, proper, having a good or having a proper vision of others. As we progress through the year, I... I purpose to awaken the ability in your life to see God in every person you see. Every person is, that is breathing is born with the gift of life and is made in the image and likeness of God. Now, they don't know that yet, and that's the goal of being saved and witnessing and evangelizing and all of that. I discovered it at age 17. Many will come into the kingdom. As the uh, years pass and as we get closer to the, to the end of the, the Lord's great return, however he's going to orchestrate that, the scriptures tell us through the voice of the prophets that there will be an increase of spiritual activity on both sides of the ledger. Darkness will grow darker and gross darkness will cover people, but people that already are hearing the voice of God will begin to hear it more clearly and more often and become more like Jesus. Say, I'm in that line. I'm in that line. Now, if you just got in it today or you're getting get started in it, that's a wonderful thing. And so we, we follow those that have gone on before. So today I want to talk about the vision that you need to have on the heels of last week where I was talking about your vision, your mind's eye, your understanding of your getting to know Jesus needs to come out of the truth that John 15, 16, would you jump there? I think I'm on number four. Thank you, sir, Nick. God bless you. Thank you for coming and helping today. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Wow, hallelujah. That's a statement. There's a core there. There's a beginning there. There's, there's uh, affirmation, assurance. That's where I'm living. I, I wanted to last week put that in front of your thinking so that you don't think, oh, man, it's a... Uh, <laughs> I overslept my alarm. We all do that. I'm not going to go to church or whatever. And you realize that you didn't choose God. He chose you. Um, here's, I forgot to say this last week. And here's a good uh, descriptor if you need a picture. In seminary, a uh, professor said it, it, when it comes to choo God's choosing, in fact, it's one of the beginning courses, foreordination, predestination, 
calling and election. Those are four big words, but they're very true. It's like if I talk to Terry, he knows all about engines. He's looking at these big diesel blocks. He says, well, brother, this, is, this is, could overheat. And you, you, got, you got all these different systems working, and it all makes a truck plow the road. He knows all that internal stuff. I'm just glad he's in front of me and not behind me on the road. When it comes to understanding God, he pre, if he's God, he knows everything, and he does. We're, we don't know everything and never will. So we trust him, but he predestined things, he calls things into being that are not, and he ordains things, and he chooses people. I'm one of them, so are you. So when, when I should say if, the Bible says if you sin, if you sin, it doesn't mean he doesn't love you or called you anymore. It means there's a bump in the road, and you'll keep going. His choosing will get you through, and, and when you have that vision, you, you'll not become easily offended. And so the choosing of God is a truth, and it's a foundation stone here at Eagles Nest Church, and that's a good thing. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, going back to what Jesus was speaking out of, the Lord spoke to Moses that I have chosen you to be a special people unto myself. And so that's good that you remember that. doesn't mean the Jews were better than the Arabs or better than the better than the Asians or better than the Native Americans. It means that they were dedicated for a purpose, and that purpose was you hold the map. I'm going to give you, when we bought this property, I remember negotiating and working with people. I think we paid $625,000 for it. And uh, then at the realtors, and they're signing papers and all that, and, and then they said, okay, who's going to be the keeper of the file? And I'm looking at the table, and they, they kind of all look around. They're looking at me. I said, oh, that'd be me. <laughs> The Jews were the keeper of the file of God's dealings with mankind. They were privileged to not only read the book, but share the book. So if you have the book, if you're the keeper of the file, and there's, there's the cure for cancer in there, there's the antidote for sin and the way to eternal life. My God, open your mouth and talk about it. Come on, let's, let's uh, holy ghost, hey. So I'm the keeper of the file, and I'm explaining some of these things to you. And then we, we realized Jesus said, I have, you have not chosen me, I've chosen you. So that's individual. And then last week I used the hourglass. Oh, I forgot to talk about the, the seminary picture. Here's what election, and then I'll move on from election after, after Second Peter. If right there in the back door, there's a camera, and it's functioning, and then there's a clock. If we were to put an inscription on that doorway, and I'm wondering if I should be saved, I'm, I've been asked to, invited to come to church, I'm wondering about it, I'm wondering about it, I finally go. The message gets a hold of my heart. I think everyone in the world's watching me. I'm not raising my hands. They're all raising their hands. They're all watching me. Wrong! <laughs> They're not looking at you. They might be, but then they might be in the same position as you, self-absorbed, not God-focused. I come here God-focused, loving people, seeing God in every person. So once, once I realized I got to church and I finally said, okay, Jesus, I surrender, tears began to stream down. My, it happened deer hunting, but let's say it's a church. And so I get saved. And then the professor said, election is this. You turn around from church or wherever it was, you look at the top of the doorway or on your way in, and it says, whosoever will may come. That's uh, revelation. And so I came. <laughs> I'm in this, I'm, wow, I feel so good. I'm not even changed but the will changed. I feel good on the inside, but I'm still stinking on the outside. But God's saying, you've done just what I've invited you to do. 
So it says, whosoever will may come. And now I'm, I'm going to go out and walk, walk away in, in the rest of the days of my life. And then the, someone nudges me and he says, turn around, look. What am I looking at? Looking at the back side of the same door you walked into. On the front side, it says, whosoever will may come. You know what it says on the back side? Chosen and predestined from the foundation of the world for this very moment. Isn't that awesome? That's who God is. And that's who I want to talk to you about today. This God that pre Let's go to uh, number six, please. Is that six on me? You're, so it's an individual. I came through that door as an individual deer hunting. God spoke my outdoor language and, and saved me. I had an encounter with him. But then all of a sudden I realized this is way bigger than Tim Winter. On December 1st, 1976, as a senior at, at Milwaukee Tech High School. Now I'm realizing there's a whole kinds of people around me, way ahead of me, some behind me. You're a chosen, say, generation. What's working in you is growing and will begin to move through you. But like uh, Ian said, you got to open your mouth. You got to open your mouth. There's a first time for everything. It's the first time for, will, will, will you go out on a date with me? Will, will you marry me? And then the first times after that, holy cow, then it just becomes normal. The same way with uh, sharing, sharing the love of God. You get better at it. Some, there's first times where a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, these all describe different ways that God sees us and we should see ourselves. Here's the goal. We show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here's what I, I want to share, and then I'll move quick, and then I, I think I'll jump to the end and be done because I think the Lord had his way. I love his word. I love his people. Most of all, it's his presence, what he's doing, what he's doing here, isn't it? Don't you just feel forgiven? If you don't feel forgiven, I want to talk to you about his love. Because my life is to be, and here's the scripture, here's the proof text. Your life, my life is to be a praiseworthy life. Is your life a praiseworthy life? Now, we had those moments today. God was speaking to the dead area and pruning it. And speaking life there. So he turns the energy that, uh, that could be going to do wrong and stay in the covert of darkness. The Lord resurrects that and begins to put honey in the, in the vacant honeycomb cell. All right. So we're living praiseworthy lives. And uh, this is all possible. Now, this is a couple of scriptures. I want you to watch uh, Ephesians 1. I want to read a couple of scriptures in Ephesians because the choosing of God comes out of the fountain of his love. He didn't look down and say, oh, Tim will be a, he'll be a good loudmouth for me. I'll get him and tweak some of his vocabulary, and I'll use him. No, 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 no. That, that would be man's efforts and works and, you know, the, the MVP of the Super Bowl kind of stuff. That's not how God is. He created life and chose, he chose the file keepers. He chose the Jews to steward the oracles of God to share with people. He chose Abraham, he said, uh, is it Isaiah 50 in verse 2? He said, Abraham, you alone have I called of all the families of the earth. Him alone I chose. For what? To bless all the families of the earth. God wants every human being blessed through Jesus Christ. And when we become saved, when we're born again, we become part of this chosen generation. And uh, it's important then that we don't morph into or slide off the the center line of the main thing, which is God's love. Because like the Jews that thought it was all about them, me, my four, and no more. It took a Moses to break open the Egyptian granaries and give it to the people. 
It took Jesus to open heaven and say, whoever wills may come. And that comes out of the fountain of his love. Listen to these scriptures. I want to talk just for a moment. You already know this. I know this. But like driving on a journey that you perhaps are driving for the first time or maybe even you've done it before and, and new weather conditions come in. The road is covered with snow or fog comes down and you, you're not sure you're in the right lane or even on the right road. The love of God and, and to be reminded of it is the greatest reassurance marker that you can have that, that you're in God's family and that the devil does not have the last word. God had the first word. God is listening to every word in between, and God has the last word. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul wrote, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us. There it is again. Choosing uh, is, is one of the, it's underneath the hood of our salvation vehicle. God chose us in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world, Here's a, here's a purpose, that we should be holy. That means dedicated and without blame. I should, I should be living a, play, a praiseworthy life. You should be able to save your pastor. Man, oh man, God's really blessing that man. They, they said of the apostles, well, those guys have been with Jesus. They said of Jesus, I'm a soldier. I'm not resting him. I've never heard a man speak like him. That's us. This is our time. So here's, here's how it happens. Having predestinated us, works with calling and choosing, unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which uh, he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, Paul is a, is a very brilliant intellectual man, and Jesus touched him, and so some of the things he writes, it's like those phrases, <laughs> But if you just stop and think about it, the sum of this is out of the love of God, he called people, not even looking at their sins. That's me. And he said, since you've responded to my call, I'm going to help you. Whatever, if you want to use the Goliath, I'm going to help. I'll put the stones in your sling, Tim. And until you get a dead center in the brain and knock him down, I will help you. Or if you need a sword, or whatever means necessary to take out the adversary against you, it comes out of his love. Let's go to the next scripture. He's chosen us. And you has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. There's John 5 coming to pass. He spoke to me while I was dead. I heard his voice, and now I'm alive. So here that's happening. Because God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. The love of God is the anchor of our salvation. I'm, say this, I'm anchored in God's love. I'm living in God's love. And I'm loving in God's love. No matter what God expresses to any generation, it's done in his love. Because he is love, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Now, it goes on to explain here, and this is, is good to come uh, to come, another reassurance marker. So this is uh, done from God in an instant, in a thought, and he spoke his thought, and the Holy Spirit whoosh, 
As Jesus spoke what God was thinking and, and the Holy Spirit executed it and there was a heavens and an earth and darkness prevailed and God spoke light and light triumphed over darkness and God began to divide what he created. He's constantly dividing and pruning what he created. The first six days, everything he made, the next day he divided away from it. He made the spherical orbit was all water and God pulled back the waters and said, let dry land appear. And then when dry land appeared, he said, now let's pull back the soil structure and let plants appear and trees and fruit trees and, and herbs that might feed man. And, and, and that, that principle, that basis, that model is how we grow. This morning in this wonderful move of the Spirit, could I have all of our people come back up here? I don't want to preach long because we had so much happen here already. I just want to seal it up. I want you to know that God loves you. While they're getting ready, Ian, will you lead us? Is he in here? There he is. Yeah, get, just get your thoughts. We're not in a hurry. We'll be out of here in a few minutes. This is how this works, that in the ages to come, even now, just let the Holy Spirit, Corey or Terry, you might have a word. or uh, I just submit myself to the Holy Spirit. He's filled you guys to overflowing. But let's just look at a couple of the words that we sometimes take for granted. Let's let the fog lift. Let's see, I'm heading to Florida. Oh, I-75, Valdosta, Georgia. Oh, wow, seven hours from Grandma's house. Thank God. I don't know how close you are to heaven, but we've had to say so long to some people recently. I want you to know because of the love of God that you're anchored in, you're going to see him again. There's no sin. There's no cancer. There's no debt. There's no defeat. There's no struggles. It's paradise, not restored, because it never left heaven. It was always there. Our job is to call on God, be anchored in love, be living in love, be loving in love, so that God says, Tim, uh, you're ready. I'm going to send a piece of heaven right to you today. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us through Christ. Can we say eight together? For by grace, for by grace I am saved through faith. Yeah, I've got to believe. That's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Go to the next one. This is a really, I just want to share with you what the prophet said. This isn't new with Paul. This wasn't new with Moses. It was in God's heart because God's heart is a heart of love. Jeremiah caught it. He said, the Lord hath appeared unto me of old, saying, yea, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God didn't start loving me when I discovered him. He always was love. I discovered his love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everlasting. And in that expression of love, I've drawn you. Look at the next prophet. Jeremiah said it. Uh, next one, please, real quick. Deuteronomy said, and, and this, I want to share this in the, and I don't mean this in a, in a castigating way. In fact, honestly, I can tell you, uh, I am so thankful for the large mega churches that have grown up in, in this generation. You know, uh, Bethel, wherever God has them, they're all over. I, I hear the church in Korea and China is exploding. We don't hear a lot about it, but it is if you follow those people. But don't ever get the mindset because we are massed in numbers or, or resources God's pleased. That's, that's not being anchored in the love of God. That's being anchored in man's ability. And that, that's a confrontation with grace. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number, Moses, by God to the Jews. Because the truth is you were the fewest of all people. 
But because the Lord Yahweh loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn to your fathers, has the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the house of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that Yahweh Elohim, Yah Elohim is the faithful God which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to how many generations? <laughs> now, Mitch, you're a mathematician. Let's say some theologians say a generation is, in the Bible is 100, and there's proof of that. Others say 40, there's proof of that. 1,000 times 40, is that how many? Adam, well, we just, we just celebrated the Jewish New Year's at 5786. 5,000, 6,000. There's proof that after 6,000 years, this is kind of going to roll up and God's putting it away in the new heavens and a new earth. What God is saying is he was love long before we ever even breathed a breath. He is love. He was love and he always will be love. Will you stand to your feet? I want to read this last scripture and, and put my amen to it. Uh, Ephesians 3, are we going? Next one, please. Oh, we said that already. Next one. Here it is. This is my closing prayer. You can read it or follow along or listen. For this cause, your amazing gazing pastor bows his knees like Paul, just like all the disciples, disciplers here. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. God is speaking to those that aren't hearing him yet. He's speaking to the dead. He's saying, Tim, Speak to those that are dead because you don't know when their ears are going to be open. But one thing for sure, if you don't speak, they'll never hear it through you. The whole family of heaven and earth is named according to the riches of his glory. Here's Paul's prayer that you'd be strengthened. I pray that the, the word might here is dunamis. And out of that word, uh, Greek word dunamis, we get the English word dynamite. I pray that dynamite in your inner man begin to have its fuse lit and explode in love through you that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you, let's read this, say this in a personal way, I am rooted and grounded in love, and because of that, I'm able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Next, and it closes, here's his amen, I'll use his amen for mine. And to know the love of Christ which passes, it's past the Apostle Paul, it's past Bill Johnson, past Stephen Furtick, past Billy Graham. My goodness, there's not a human brain that can comprehend everything that God thinks in goodness and love and expressing towards you. Envision this. Envision this. Now unto him, when you start having this vision, <laughs> now unto him, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that's working in you, in us. I want you to know, and I go on record, the love of God is exploding inside of me. Exploding inside. There's a person I don't see that I don't think I can win him right now. I say, Jesus, take this mouth, form words that'll fit their ears. We're seeing it happen out in the rural areas. Uh, of this local mission at the promised land. I'll be there today taking people on tour. Uh, there's, there's a very, I don't want to say too much, there's a woman flying in from California, saw the vision. She's Jewish. In fact, I, the Lord spoke to me as I was listening to him 
as I'm reading all these, you know, people responding to the uh, press release, <laughs> I thought, wow, this gal is a Deborah, mover and a shaker. And, the, I, and that was my thinking. And all of a sudden, Golda. I thought, wow, a modern-day Golda. Golda Meir. In very uh, kind respect, I wrote her that. Blew her away. She said, I can't believe you're talking to me as a modern-day Golda. I've always seen myself like that. I want you to know my husband's grandparents are Holocaust survivors. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, this, it's a whole nother clan, a whole nother people group. They're bringing their life gift of God into an, another, it's assimilation. It's, uh, what's that? Synergy. The whole family of heaven and earth is named unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end and world without end. Amen and amen. Let's thank God for his love. Will you lead us in a song? Thanks for listening to a recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. Please visit eaglesnestchurch.net for more information.